0: We are very excited to announce we are hosting our first Meetup in the Left Field 2022 on October 21st in Columbus, Ohio. We have Zoomed together for two years, and it is beyond time to meet face-to-face. The primary purpose of this meeting will be to meet your fellow left-fielders, as well as to meet and interact with some of our community's favorite sponsors and professionals. The plan is to host a special infielder event Thursday night, October 20th, which will include appetizers, drinks, and the opportunity to connect with your Zoom friends. That will be followed by a full day of networking and meetings on Friday, October 21st. The cost to attend the event is $250. Members of the infield community will get a $100 discount and a free month of membership if they sign up before September 15th. We hope to see you soon in the left field. Hello, left fielders. This is the Infielder Spotlight podcast powered by Left Field
1: Investors. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. Welcome to the Infielder Spotlight episode, where one of our infielders share their story with host Chad Ackerman. Listen in to gain insights from our community on how to create financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that
0: generate real cash flow. We're going to do something a little bit different today. You'll notice that this is Jim Pfeiffer rather than Chad Ackerman on the infielder spotlight. But today, instead of spotlighting a particular infielder, we are going to spotlight a topic on the infielder forum. So as you know, if you're a member of the infield, we have several tools that are available to you. One of those is the forum where we have probably five to 10 or 15 posts a day on various topics. They range from looking for sponsors and people asking questions. Have you heard of this sponsor or that sponsor and everyone giving their opinions to analyzing deals together, talking about different asset classes, crypto investment strategies like using your life insurance to invest or using your HELOC to invest. So a lot of topics on the forum. And we thought today we would talk about one that had a few posts on it. And that was teaching your kids to be investors. Now this is something that frankly we've struggled to do with our kids. We haven't found a great way. And I'll explain what we've done a little bit later. But I'm first going to start out with talking about some of the things other people in our community have done. And I'm just going to use their first initial, because I did not get permission to talk about this. So the first person that posted it, initial T, said what they do is they divide their allowance for the kids and the task, the home tasks they do to earn extra money into save and spend envelopes. And then they bonus the kids $10 for every $100 saved. And the purpose of that is to teach them that when you save, good things happen, right? And then when the kids are old enough for taxable income, when they get jobs, The parents match dollar for dollar of their earnings into a Roth, which I think is a great way to show how saving can benefit you. They also use a debit card and an app to help the kids. And we do that with our kids. They have a debit card and we can manage that through the app and give them money and they can pay us back for things. And it just makes it easier because what we found is you give kids cash and they constantly turn it into you and say, hey, can I buy something online? So this debit card was great. We're really happy with that. But back to T. His goal is to get the kids comfortable managing money and interested in finance, help them understand the power of compounding and how that works in their favor, and then give the kids confidence in uncertain times that, yes, things will go up and down, but they can see the overall trend will eventually be up. So that was kind of what T started out with. And then we got some other input here from B. B plans to purchase a single family rental and assign each of the kids duties relating to its management and then they'll do some tasks maybe they'll clean or do some mowing and other tasks around the property and all of that earned income then they'll put into a Roth and his thinking was that he believes the tangible asset is the best way to learn financial lessons and i i agree with that it's easy to set up the Roth and you know that that money's probably initially at least going to go into the market but eventually if we can teach our kids about assets and income streams i think that might be the way i would prefer to go And then P would invite the kid into his, the family's LLC as a kind of an honorary member. And that LLC invests into real estate and syndication. So the kids can learn from observing. And he's also going to read key parts of the family investment policy statement, which I think is awesome. I don't know that my family has one, but man, we should. And these are some of the things that just fall through the cracks, right? Teaching your kids, the family investment policy, all of this stuff are things that we should be doing. We want to be doing. But maybe it's hard and it falls through the cracks sometimes. So I think all of these three and myself included struggle to think of a way to get kids involved in syndications because really you need some cash. You need some kind of assets to start that. And that's why in real estate, it's hard to start out in syndications, right? It's much better or easier if you don't have any money to start as, you know, wholesaler or even a flipper or... Just be creative about how you do the financing, a house hack, things like that. And then you kind of graduate into syndications. But I would like to get my kids into syndications earlier because that's where you get multiple income streams. It's passive and you can still work your day job. So maybe instead of like what I did right when I graduated college and got a job was I, I maxed out my 401k, put 16% in there right out of the gates. And maybe what would have been better for me if I'd put that 16% just in a bank account and did nothing with it, just let it accumulate until I got to whatever the minimum is for my first investment. And then you can start that snowball early. To me, that is the key. We wanna start that snowball early. Hi, left fielders, I'm Matt Piccini. My journey from actor to full-time investor and operator of thousands of apartment units has taught me a lot about what goes on behind the scenes of a deal. I'm here to share my insider's knowledge of passive investing with you, helping you make informed decisions about how to invest your hard-earned cash, put your money to work where it can make a positive impact, and write your own story. Head on over to Picheni.com where you can book a free strategy session with me to learn more about my approach to real estate investing. That's P-I-C-H-E-N-Y.com. At BAM Capital, we democratize institutional-grade multifamily assets for the individual investor. Since inception, we've averaged over a 31% annualized return net to our investors. My name is Ivan Barrett. I'm the founder and CEO of BAM Capital. I sincerely hope you go to the website capital.thebamcompanies.com and check out BAM Capital. So, my wife and I, we struggled. We really struggled to find a good way to teach our kids about finance. When they were young, we had three jars for their money, you know, their allowance or what they got for Christmas from family and things like that. We had spending jar, we had a savings jar and a giving jar. And I think initially we told them how much they had to put in each, but eventually we just let them choose how much they would put in each. and we did various matches for each bucket or each jar. We would match pretty much one to one for a lot of it and maybe, less so for others because, you know, we wanted to teach them about interest, but we didn't want them to think that they could go to a bank and for every dollar they put in, the bank's going to throw in another dollar. So that's a kind of hard lesson to teach, but at least we gave them the jars and we gave them some accountability and choice in how they allocated that. When they got older, it actually got harder, right? You struggle to find a way to teach them. As I said, a passive investing. And I always talk about, Hey, don't trade time for money, but honestly, they're going to have to at least start out probably trading time for money, because they're going to need a job to generate the income that allows them to invest passively, that allows them eventually to make the W-2 optional. But you don't start out thinking that you can have a W-2 optional kind of life, or at least a job-free life. That's just not realistic. So we struggled. And we realized that we want to teach them about assets that produce cash flow, so they understand from early on the value of multiple income streams. We still haven't completely figured out how to do that as kids, but what we're going to do is teach them about money now and they watch and listen and learn about passive investing and income streams. And then when they're old enough and they're established, we're going to help them out. So, one thing we did was we set up life insurance policies for the kids. So, once they're out of college and they have a job, we'll gift those life insurance policies to them. They're not going to have a ton of cash, but they might have enough cash to help them with a down payment on a house or starting a business or whatever they might want to do. So we'll gift them those policies and we'll explain the policies to them and say, look, these policies pay for themselves. You don't have to put anything extra into them. But if you do, it'll just juice the returns and make them grow faster and larger. And then we'll let them make the decision. So we're going to educate them and then we're going to give them the freedom to make their own decisions. The next thing we want to do about the same time probably when they're established with a job, they have their life insurance set up, we're going to talk to them about investing in the syndication and we haven't figured it out totally yet cuz our kids aren't quite there yet they're getting close but we would have them contribute a small amount say it's a $25,000 syndication maybe they do 10% of it so they put in 2500 and we put in the rest and we go through the process with them we help them look at sponsors we help them evaluate a deal so they can learn by example and then they have this asset and they see $166.67 coming into their account every month. And no, that's not a huge amount of money. But at that age, that's something, right? And so they can see how it works. Another option, we could form a family tribe, right? And we could have all of the kids in this tribe. And each kid can own the same amount. Maybe each kid is 10% owner or something or contributes in 10%. But maybe we split all of the ownership equally. As you can see, I don't have it completely figured out. But that would allow Everybody to have their own contribution amount. So all three kids could contribute an amount. And then my wife and I, we can contribute the bulk of it. And then whether we want to kind of bonus the kids and have greater ownership than their contributions so they really experience the cash flow, or we don't. We haven't figured that out yet. But that's an idea, a way to get them into syndications. And the whole point is to have them see passive cash flow coming in that they don't have to do anything for once they've made that investment. But I do also want them to have skin in the game so that they realize, hey, I'm putting money into this and I'm going to get something out. And they will realize at the beginning that they are getting more out than they put in because mom and dad are going to finance most of it. And I've been thinking a little bit about also requiring them to read the Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, just to do a little mindset work, right, to understand the difference between being an employee and being an investor and all the things that he talks about in that book, just so they kind of understand. And that brings us to the other thing that we tried to do and didn't do very well at, is we tried to play the cash flow game with the kids. And I made the mistake of just throwing it out there that it was gonna be like Monopoly. And I was learning how to play along with them. So that was my mistake. That turned them off. And there was just too much writing, right? They're all used to electronics and you have to write too much in that game. So we're gonna go back and revisit that. I'm gonna learn how to play that game So then I can just explain it to everybody and see if we can get the kids involved in playing that game, because I think that teaches a lot of lessons about cash flow and the importance of cash flow. So I think I got a lot out of reading this post because it just shows me different ways that people are doing things to help their kids. And I think it's really important to teach your kids about finance. And sadly, you know, I run a community that's all about finance. I was a financial advisor. And I taught finance and accounting to high school kids. And probably the three people that I've teached, taught the least about finance is my kids. So I hope they learn a little bit just from being around what we're doing, but I really need to be more intentional about it. And so I really appreciate this post because it's made me think okay, I really do need to put some of these plans that have been floating around in my head, I need to put them in action and really start being intentional. About teaching my kids because all they hear from me is don't trade time for money, but I haven't told them how to get to that spot, right? We're telling them go to school, go to college, get a job, and oh yeah, don't trade time for money. So it doesn't really make sense to them. So I need to be more intentional about it and kind of talk them through the different stages of life. And there will be a stage of life that you do probably have to trade time for money, but the goal of that stage should be see how you can get it quickly to make the time for money trade optional. If you enjoy your job and you still want to do it, great. But if you don't, and you start early in your 20s to start this snowball going, it's going to become gigantic. And then you have options in life. And that's what you want. That's what financial freedom is. It's giving yourself options. So hope you enjoyed this. If anyone has any other ideas or things that they've done and you're an infielder, please go add to that post. If you're a left fielder and you want to send them to me, I'd love to read them and share them maybe on the next version of this. My email is jim at leftfieldinvestors.com. So thank you all so much for being part of this community. We are going to try to keep doing some of the infielder spotlight episodes with infielders because I think those are valuable. And then periodically, we're going to take a post out of our forum and share it with you guys so everybody can get a taste of what it's like to be an infielder and be able to read those posts and learn from our community. So thank you very much. We'll see you next time in the left field.
1: Hello everyone, this is Steve Sue, one of the founders of Left Field Investors. I would like to sincerely thank you for being amazing supporters of our growing community. You all are at the forefront of the left field investing movement, where we take away the emphasis of paper investments on Wall Street by thinking differently and investing passively in real assets on Main Street. My wife, who wants to go back to having normal conversations at the dinner table, is thrilled and relieved that I've finally found other like-minded people who geek out about economic vacancy, reversion cap rates, and of course, my favorite, IRR partitioning. Anyway, thank you again for traveling this journey with us, and please help us spread the word about Left Field Investors. Thanks for hanging out in the infield with us today. If you're interested in becoming an infielder, you can find us at leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email directly at chad at Investors.com. Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Leftfield podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.